You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about steely dan can't buy a thrill in the room i have rob hi and ben hello can't buy a thrill is the debut studio album by the american rock band steely dan released in november 1972 on abc records it was produced by gary katz and the genre is soft rock folk rock and pop and i'm gonna read no jazz rock no it's Hmm. so jazzy I, I, i think it could be jazz rock though yeah and from Stephen thomas irwine from all music review most rock and roll bands are a tightly wound unit that develop their music through years of playing in garages and clubs around their hometown. Steely Dan never subscribed to that aesthetic. At the vehicle for the songwriting of Walter Becker and Don Fagan, Steely Dan defied all rock and roll conventions. Each song in Can't Buy a Thrill is tightly constructed with interlocking chords and gracefully interwoven melodies, offset by clever cryptic lyrics. All of these are hallmarks of Steely Dan's signature sound, but what is most remarkable about the record is the way it differs from their later albums. Of course, one of the most notable differences is the presence of vocalist David Palmer, a professional blue-eyed soul vocalist who oversings the handful of tracks where he takes the lead. Palmer's very presence signals the one major flaw of the album. In an attempt to appeal to a wider audience, Becker and Fagan tempered their wildest impulses with mainstream pop techniques. Consequently, there are very few of the jazz flourishes that came to distinguish their albums. The breakthrough single, Do It Again, does work an impressive, tight Latin jazz beat, and Reelin' in the Years has jazzy guitar solos and harmonies. And the production is overly polished, conforming to all the conventions of early 70s radio. Of course, that gives these decidedly twisted songs a subversive edge, but compositionally, they aren't as innovative as their later work. Even so, the best moments are wonderful pop songs that subvert traditional conventions and more than foreshadow the paths Steely Dan would later take. All right, what do we think of... That write-up sounded uh, more uh, opinionated than usual. Yeah. It is... um, Because I didn't necessarily... I've got, I take some umbrage with his tone. Okay. Uh, Stephen Thomas Irwine, the the guy who does that and who I often uh, reference, he's very good. He does very good write-ups, and he's actually the founder of All Music Review. Mm-hmm. Well, who um, does he think he is? I, I think he's a Steely Dan fan. And <laughs> That's I, what it is. Yes. He's a Steely Dan fan, and he's, and he's ah, discounting this one yes. because it's not full Steely Dan, whereas I am not a Steely Dan fan. That you know and, of yet. But... 
but this album is actually hitting my ears right. Maybe better than later Steely Dan. I think that's it. This is the yep. Trojan horse of Steely Dan's. Yes. And he's calling it a bad thing. And that's yeah. because he's a jazz purist. And we know what we think about that, don't we, Ben? We do know what we think What's about that. What's going on, Birch? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more of your jazz tales. I think that, I think it, that he's not wrong, though, in that it's a overly produced. Like It's it, more it listenable is, than... Yeah. It's well, it's better sounding to everyone than it's a very. Is I think what he's trying to say is very this reined one's in, good and it, other ones it, are less. <laughs> fun story though, more pop sensibility in this one, and and, and I think that's great. What yeah. what I also think is great is that uh, the opening title track of or the opening track, not title track. Do it again. Do it again. Uh, great song. Didn't realize it was almost six minutes long. No. Doesn't feel like six minutes. I it's always just thought it was good. Santana. Yeah. I, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. It's not. It's Steely Dan. Steely Dan's <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Steely Dan's a goddamn chameleon. Yeah. Dude, so uh, now in, in our ears, uh, uh, track two, Dirty Work, just started up. Yeah. Dirty Work was like, that was the bait in the Steely Dan trap for me. Like, <laughs> like I heard dirt, dirty work. So you hear the first song. Well, no, no, the first song. Like, I, like, yeah, it, it's great. Okay, it, okay. It's, it, it, it's a good leadoff single. It's a good leadoff single. Uh, and I already like Santana, and I thought it was Santana, so it snuck in. Uh-huh. But dirty work, though. Yeah. I really, really like the song "Dirty Work." It's such an earworm. I wake up in the morning, and it's stuck in my head. Just that melody, that chord progression, and then you know. I was reading that, uh, you know, Donald Fagan and Walter Becker weren't that into Dirty Work. They were pressured to keep it on the album by the label because the label wanted something with more pop sensibilities. And that's one of the reasons that they recruited David Palmer to sing it, because they didn't want even that much to do with it to, to sing on their own track. Now, like, there's a storm cloud in the distance between me and Steely Dan. Because if, if, if my... This song was what got me in. This got me into the door. If the band is already trying to distance themselves from the one from the thing that brought me in, then I'm foreseeing that maybe future Steely Dan albums I will not vibe with as much as this one. I think you're going to be surprised. I might be. Um, what I liked about this track that you were talking about now, um, the fucking... I, oh... It, guys, I drank enough to where I'm just dropping F-bombs for funzos. Dude, you were doing that episode one. Shit. <laughs> uh, no, the, uh, the the horn arrangements, like, right from the get-go, it was like, holy shit, it's the band. Like, the, and that the, clavinet. It's so catchy. It's tasty. What a good pop song. It's Dude, this, this, this alto sax solo mm-hmm. is, like, perfection. Like, that's, a, that's how you do a pop saxophone solo without sounding like a dumbass. This is, I, I would say almost every song on here is like a pop perfection, like to a, almost to a fault. Like everything is so precise. And so I understand it feel, it, it's it's a complete studio band. Oh, absolutely. It, it sounds like the, the beginning of like manufactured sound. I'm not saying that necessarily in a bad way because it brings such a, you can appreciate how technically, you know, perfect it's recorded and how technically perfect it's played. But there is that sort of element there where it's just like, wow, 
I can't, you know, like, the, like you're saying, like earworm, like that just gets stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. These these different riffs, these different songs, everything is just like pitch perfect. Like the choice of chord changes is so so much smarter than what I've ever attempted to try to write towards. <laughs> it's and and that therein comes the jazz. Like yeah. it, it it's it, it it's. I guess the pop sensibilities are both a Trojan horse into future stealing Dan, but also just to like to jazz period. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know if we've listened to like as smart musicians since Zappa. I like, mean, Chicago, for, you could argue they're very smart musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago's more bombastic. They are. And yeah. so is, uh, what was the... Zappa? Uh, Blood Sweat and Tears. <laughs> I fucking love Blood Sweat and Tears. That was terrible. Oh, man, get out of town. <laughs> you guys are still very wrong. Um, but no, like, it... it... Also, like the uh, arbiter of, I feel like uh, this is also softer seventy stuff that I'm not too into. Like it, we're, we're, this like is, traffic. It, oh, it's 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 pushing yacht rock right it, now. Oh, it, it, it took. We're, what, we're on the boat. We have oh, walked yeah. up well, the oh. gangplank, <laughs> the, and the captain's like, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> just. Uh, but I mean, when I uh, when I think of yacht rock, I'm I'm and, and also like the seventies period. I'm thinking of more uh, like the very bloated rock star like who was indulged entirely too much and then was like a shadow of them for their former self former selves um and this feels like the <laughs> the, the 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 tugboat just uh <laughs> pull, pulling that little barge out to yeah. sea um but uh, all in all though like I, I i really enjoyed this record <laughs> i really enjoyed this record as well i was not expecting to and i was resistant I, I, yeah, kicking I was, and screaming. I was trying to find things like, no, you don't like this. Maybe you like this thing about it, but you don't like. But no, no, like I, 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 I like it. I struggle. There, were, there, were, it definitely had its moments where I was listening to it and I was like, this kind of gets into that like what I would call like dad music. You know, oh, it gets into this sort of Midnight like... Midnight Cruiser, I wrote down soft. Not For Me, Dad Rock. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Midnight Cruiser was the one that I found out, I was like, why why do I know this chorus? And it's like I'll write you a letter to make you feel better. Oh, I'm sorry shit. to hear that I left you that way. Yeah, Can you skip over to... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's fucking Dear Eloise by the Hollies. I do like Dear Eloise. Yeah. Yeah, I hear like, it in Like, same fucking chords. Yeah, write you a letter. Yeah. Yo, I hear it, yeah, man. Dude, wait, wait for the chorus. It, yeah. it, it's right there. Um, 
But yeah, the um, yeah Midnight Cruiser is definitely one. You know, do it again, great Santana style, mm-hmm. dirty work, pop. You know, Jam and Kings is okay, and then you get to Midnight Cruiser. That was definitely one for me. That was like, like all I, right, pump the brakes. Do I like this? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I'm still not quite sure if I like Midnight Cruiser. The Hollies just and keep getting their of, shit stolen. Yeah, they do. But, uh, Midnight Cruiser also is is one of the few songs in here that isn't uh, like Fagin Becker. It, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's actually the drummer. It's it's Jim Hodder. Uh, he wrote this one and he and he sings it. Yeah, it's the India song of of Can't Buy a Thrill. Yeah, literally the Hollies guys. No, you're absolutely literally right. the fucking Hollies. Man, I hadn't between the two though. I prefer the Hollies. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take Dear Eloise over this. Yeah, man, but, remember when? Like also, years ago when I was dating the girl that was younger than me and you would always sing Dear, Dear Eloise to me to, to <laughs> yes. taunt me. Is that when you were working at Burger Boy? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Third chips. Oh boy, oh boy, I also oh boy. feel like this band has... <laughs> it's like the band where someone comes up to you and they're like, hey, are you listening to this song? Listen to this part. Like... Every every song has like this like solo or something within each song that's like listen to this perfect solo thing that's coming up, which Ugh. I which I absolutely hate. But I, well, I absolutely associate this act with Grady three in the morning <laughs> annoying everybody at a party by bogarting the uh, the playlist um, with Steely Dan. Oh yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll ruin a party with Steely Dan. Are you talking uh, playing on a playlist or live piano? Uh, no, playlist. I've never. I, I'm sure he would also do it with a live piano, but I've never. <laughs> I've never hung out at his house that long. Luckily, he's got a kid there now, so it it, it never gets to that point anymore. Oh, have we had the last of our piano parties? Uh, unless we go over to Max's house. Does Max have a piano? He's always had a piano. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah. There's yeah, just shit, yeah. shit on it. It's all just, the it's just time. garbage everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was like a sideboard. <laughs> um, fun story about Steely Dan. I really thought they were Dire Straits. <laughs> you did. You I, did. Re- I really did. Also, fun story about Steely Dan. Um, I thought Reeling in the Years was a Thin Lizzy song. That's amazing. Yeah. The- After you said that, you posted that in our chat. And then I listen to it again, and I hear it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It sounds the, like Phil in it. The vocal delivery and, and the dual guitar harmonies. Yep. Absolutely. And, and the gallop. It, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's the triplets. Yeah. The the reason I thought that was so funny is because for a while in my band, Casimir uh, was saying, oh, we should put, we should uh, cover Reeling in the Years. And I'm like, no. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like, we're not this band. And then Zach learned the drum parts, the reeling in the ear, ears. So he would just taunt Casimir and they would start playing it during like a pr- band practice just to mess with me. And <laughs> at the time, I think I was wanted to play a Thin Lizzy song. <laughs> I was like, this makes no sense. Uh, uh, but man, reeling in the ears, though, that's a really good song. Hey, did you know that uh, Chevy Chase has history with know. Steely Dan? I did. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. So uh, this is from Chevy Chase's Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, Chase played drums with a college band, The Leather Canary, headed by f- school friends Walter Becker and Donald Fagan. Uh, Chase called the group, quote, a bad jazz band. Uh, Becker and Fagan later founded the successful group Steely Dan. Chevy Chase has absolute pitch. Yep. <laughs> Hmm. So if you ever see Steely, uh, see Chevy Chase in the wild, 
Just make him sing you like a, a like a, a, a G flat, and he will, <laughs> because he has absolute pitch. Again, we're on number five, and only fool would say that. I was like, again, I was Dude, like, the, yeah, the, the I, yacht has set sail. Yeah, I, I just that wrote is the yacht. I guess question yeah. mark. <laughs> I'm in on this album. Okay, but but I can see there's all these like every third song's like a like a, a harbinger yeah. of like this is not the trip that you want to be on. Yeah. This is a cool boat, but it's going to a bad place. Well, this, it, is, this is the Arbinger of Sultans of Swing, I think. No, dude. Maybe. It really does sound like Sultans of Swing if you, I mean, you hang out and listen to it for a minute. That A lot of this material from this time with these soft rock bands sound like Sultans of Swing. Or yeah, this. which Dire Straits is Steely Dan. I've never seen them <laughs> both in the same room, so I don't know if it's not the same band. I want to hear a mashup. There has to be one. <laughs> I don't. Are mashups still a thing? When this airs, will people know what a matchup is? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that Dire Straits rocks harder than Steely Buddy, Dan. Buddy, go out on a plank. We're on the boat. Yeah. I'm going to take a few steps out on this plank. That's right. Hang out on the mast. <laughs> and I'm going to say that... Uh, the mizzen mast. And I'm going to say that Sultans of Swing rocks harder than only a fool would say that. I think that that's a, an absolutely... <laughs> And I'm going to say Walk of Life is an existentially delightful song that has zero faults. I hate that song. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what about the Walk of Life project? Uh, I'm, I don't really care, oh, man. care for that either. <laughs> oh, dude. No. I think The Shining was one of the best things <laughs> ever put to that. No, thanks. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what do we think about Reeling in the Years, though? Oh, Listen to this <laughs> fucking guitar, man. It is... It did bring that small guitar up front near a microphone sound to uh, which Boston to which Boston will use to great yeah. effect. Yeah, it's like a micro, it's like yeah. a micro amp or something. Yeah, it's it sounds cool. cool. Yeah, it does. I like the the guitar harmonies. Yeah, I like the tone of it. Just that that the kind of like com- compressed sound of it. Uh, the guitar solo in the song is Jimmy Page's favorite guitar solo of all times. It's really good. It's pretty, yeah. Pretty perfect. It's right after, like, so the, the in the middle of the song, the guitar player one goes into the riff, then guitar player two harmonizes the riff second time through. Guitarmonies. Guitarmonies. And then they, they they launch off into that solo, and that is the solo that Jimmy Page likes. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's really good. basically created the boys are back in town by thin lizzy i mean i don't know if i i don't know if i want to say that i don't know if i want to say that steely dan created thin lizzy oh no definitely did not create thin lizzy don't get me wrong don't get it twisted all right i'm just saying that i love boys are back in town oh absolutely 
Uh, and if I... There are similarities. If, if there are similarities and there was inspiration from other sources, mainly possibly this one, sure. Great. You know how, uh, how uh, we used to... Multiple people in this room used to think Do It Again was Santana? <laughs> that was you two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. Multiple feet, okay. Yeah. yeah, a couple of us. Yeah, everyone but you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, the majority of the room thought. <laughs> I I used to think real and then the years was yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have known until Casimir brought it and was like, we're doing this song. I was like, no. You really should have done this song. No, we shouldn't. Uh, Can't Buy a Thrill was released, and it peaked at number 17 on the Billboard Top Pop Albums. It was reissued in 73. It was certified gold. Sold pretty well. It gets a lot of radio play. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot that all those songs, uh, including Dirty Work, Do It Again, and Real in the Years, are on the same album. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all these DJs really need to do a better job of calling back who that is. Or else more 37-year-olds are going to think they're listening to Santana, Yes, and, and like, Dire Straits. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> is this Mike Bacoro Singing? No. Drumming. The drummer is Jim Hodder. Shit. What are you thinking of? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of Dire Straits. I... <laughs> still in Dire Straits. Kind of. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like there was some name from well the, they they switch people out all the fucking time in this band I think there's, like it, this there's is a, a two core studio members. yeah yeah there's uh, Fagan and Becker are the two core guys so it'll be interesting to see what comes up with the next uh, next one of these uh, Steely Dan records not Dire Straits I'm curious because we I think we have three more Steely Dan albums I, yeah, what, man like, like Groucho and Aja coming Aja for sure. <laughs> And is that is that the one with Ricky Don't Lose My Number on it? No. I hate that song. Yeah. I do. See? I do. I hate oh, that man. song. I, that song might be like I, I've got a I had a <clears throat> negative Steely Dan bias going into this album. And I like this album having having given it having given it the time. Yeah. But I think that my negative bias may be able to be tracked back to Ricky, don't lose that fucking okay. number. Okay. It's the only uh, one you countdown got. It's the only one you got. Put it in a letter. Mail it to yourself. We're, we're doing a countdown to ecstasy. We're doing pretzel logic and Aja. Which one of those has got? A countdown to ecstasy. ecstasy it's on that one? I, I think it has. A... Is countdown to extinction on this? Ooh. Uh, good question. Get, I know we're going to get uh, like Peace Sells Who's Buying. I'm sure the greatest album of all time <laughs> according to an onion article i read once uh peace sells but who's buying is on this and rust in peace yeah i'm, I'm good with that i'm fine yeah. yeah countdown doesn't need to be in there but yeah all right what do we think of can't buy a thrill i can't hate it i can't hate it either <laughs> it's I'm, I'm hearing like yes but is there a I like it. no i i i uh, there, there are no buts for me. I, I, okay. I say a positive to Steely Dan on this record. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, I say a it posi- surprised me. Yeah, a positive to Steely Dan on this record. We've got three to see if. Okay. I, I, I'm not going. I'm not re- going out and saying I'm a Steely Dan fan. I'm saying that this is this is a catchy record. There's some. There are good songs on this record, and I wake up humming them, and that's worth something. Yeah, I think I agree with that sentiment. I, I'm not. 
I'm not a full fan of everything on the album, but I think there's, there's enough some good. There's some interesting, yeah, and it it's making like an interesting pop rock mix. It's just that I'm not I'm I'm dipping my toe in that that yacht water. It's a slippery slope, Birch. <laughs> <laughs> that toe's on the water slide and it's yeah. Covered it's, in Dawn soap. It's like that slide that goes down the hill at the gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah. I do like Pina Coladas, so... That's not them. That's I, someone else. I know, but that's in the vein. I there do like go. the Juggalo Yacht Club. I, we, we're, we're, we're part of the we Juggalo. We might be members we are members like, oh, of the Juggalo go. Yacht Club. Yeah. For better or worse. Uh, whatever. I didn't realize there was the territorial scrubs. beef until... Yeah. Until we were sporting colors. Just just with the scrubs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, fuck the scrubs. <laughs> fuck a bunch of scrubs. So, uh, I would say positive. Yeah. We got three positives. Surprising, though, right? Yeah. I was not expecting for a positive. We're all, well, yeah. we're all surprised. All right. Next time, we'll be talking about Neil Young Harvest. Oh. All right. Thanks, Joe. Somebody can do the job for free. When you need a bit of love. Your man is out of town That's the time You're getting me running And you know I'll be around I'm a fool to do Your dirty work Oh yeah I don't want to do Your dirty work No more I'm a fool to do Your dirty work Oh yeah